Canto 10, Chapter 38, Text 11. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Yadikshitaham Rahatopyasatsato. Swatejasapasta Tamo Bida Brahma. Samayatman Nachita Estedikshaya. Pranakshadibi. He is the witness of material cause and effect, yet he was always free from false identification with them. By his internal potency, he dispels the darkness of separation and confusion. The individual souls in this world who are manifested here when he glances upon his material creative energy, indirectly perceive him in the activities of their life heirs, senses and intelligence. I don't know why that light is. Omigana timarandasya gananjana shalakaya. Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namah Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sivasadegur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama, Rama, Hare, Hare. So greetings from Hudson, New York. I'm here appreciating the snow, at least for someone like me who always stays inside. I can really appreciate the snow. because I I don't have to go to work and trudge through it or get in the car or shovel out or whatever. But the the beauty of it, the cleanliness of it, you know, it was just so nice to actually see it um, after so many years. Of course, it's heated in the building. Um, yeah, at the same time, I'm missing Vrindavan. Um, I see about half of the people are repeats and half just come on this one. I was showing people the, a little bit video report, less than a minute of the ashram that I'm going to have in Govardhan and making an invitation to the people to, to visit me. Um, hmm. So we'll go through the Bhagavatam 
And then uh, depending on my inspiration, I, I'd like to read a little bit from my book. Now, generally, I don't read because what communication entails, when you communicate, um, to me, reading is generally for studying. You, know, you read and you hear and you try to figure it out and you go slow and, you know, when you, when someone reads, but, you know, I got my new book came out and, uh, I had, um, I had, uh, apprehensions about, but I'm so happy. And a few places I go, I was able just to read them and, and I guess I work so hard on them to make them just digestible and clear that it, I can just read them and people really seem to uh, listen. Uh, actually, I was just doing it when I went to Gobert Ambachtis for lunch. So, uh, and, you know, it doesn't take far. I mean, I can go back a few months and I've already forgotten what I wrote. And then... Uh, and the team we had, uh, you know, it was edited and what you saw is an edited copy. And then uh, before it's published in the book, it's edited again. So it's quite clear. Now we'll go to today's verse and we'll see how far we go today. Um, yeah, we're seeing someone on the last leg of the journey. You know, it's described when you go on a long journey, at the very end, it's very difficult, but you but knowing that there's a goal, it's it, like, let's say someone runs a, a, a marathon or an Ironman, and they're going, you know, uh, with so much effort and so much strain and so much mental torture but when you see the goal, all that's gone, even though you're still undergoing the same physical difficulty, which goes to show in one sense that, you know, all suffering is basically mental. Yeah, it's because actually it's not happening to us, but uh, it's called vikara. Vikara means transformation. The body goes through six transformations. It's born... It grows, maintains, reproduces, dwindles, and dies. So those transformations are not actually happening in the soul, but because of identification, we suffer. So Akura is now near the goal and we've been following him. He's on the new chariot and, and reflecting on the, the, the irony. And I think it's the irony of, of life that sometimes the gifts of God are given to us in, from situations and people uh, who are not our well-wishers but are carrying God's mercy in the form of the lessons we need to come closer to him. 
And that's just what happened to Kamsa. His goal is God. Our goal should be God as much as it's the goal of a fish to be in water. It's our constitution. All suffering, all pain, I'll put pain and suffering, we'll distinguish it. All pain um, is an indication that there's a crime against nature. It's not bad. It just, it's just uh, a symptom that we're doing something wrong. Just like you get a stomach ache. It's not bad. It's just telling you've eaten too much and change your diet. Otherwise it will be worse. So that's also our conception with the difficulties in the world. They're challenging, but they're indicating something that if it's not cured, it will be worse. Here, this little ashram, it's actually the home of Jumuna Bihari and Leela Brindavan. They call it the Jagannath Healing Center because um, Jumuna Bihari is a health practitioner, studied Ayurveda mama therapy. And the definition of disease in Ayurveda is interesting. It's a it's called a crime, a crime against nature. When you go against nature, there's some pain indicating there's something wrong. What's wrong is not the pain. The pain is not the problem. What caused the pain is the problem. So, um, Yeah, and, 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 and the problem is, is we're going against our nature. We're part of something greater in ourselves and we're made, meant for service. Mm. Anyway, somehow today, I'm just gonna try to get deep into a train of thought, but somehow that I'll get back to here to Akura. And hopefully we'll continue. Um, so Akura is he's on a journey and his aspirations and his desires will carry him to the goal and this is the reality um, of how we transform. I once t t attended a um, yoga sutra class by Pradyumna Prabhu, and he discussed the importance of, of good ideas to change the mind. It all begins with good ideas, and good ideas come from the Shastra. Um, so it's so important to study Shastra and get the right ideas because when you get the right ideas, then you can um, know how to transform yourself. And most important, you could set the right objective or goal. So Akura is 
on his way to see Krishna. Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm remembering. It's, this is the second class a little bit later. At the Anugraha, so his, his mercy came through someone who was inimical to Krishna and was against everything that he represented in his life. But somehow or other, the mercy of God to bring him closer to him was coming through this person. And not just in, in transformation and consciousness, but actually he was the vehicle to bring him there. I, I often mention before I went to India and met the devotees, uh, me and my friends were jumped in New York. We call it jumped, mugged, kind of, something like that. Inspired me to go to the West Coast. So you, you can never tell what is God's mercy. Um, so he's on the chariot and he's thinking of this way, how God's mercy came. Um, and then he begins to meditate what's actually happening that he's going to see God. And it's very, very difficult to figure out that because it means that somehow our sins are eradicated. This is the, what happens. Our activities and, and, and the things we do um, somehow keep us from God. And he's trying to figure it out and then he starts to think of his vision and he begins to glorify um, he begins to glorify Krishna um, anyway I, I, I'm having a different inspiration today I can only go by inspiration somehow or other uh, yeah, I, I feel like reading my book. <laughs> uh, let's see how it goes, and then I'll go back to that. Um, I think it'll work. Just let me know, did I read um, a personal commentary on Chinese and Brooklyn Proverbs? Did I read that to the people here? Maharaj. Yeah. Did I? No. No, we didn't hear it in this class. Okay. Okay. So uh, it, it'll be a little different today, and I'll get back to the normal tomorrow. I, I don't know. Somehow or other, you know, I, I guess, um, I don't know how it is. It's, it's, uh, I'm situated in everyone's heart, and, and for me comes remembrance, forgetfulness, and knowledge. He, Krishna, it's Krishna. Even when I read what I wrote, I feel it's Krishna. We're instruments for Krishna. And when we serve Krishna, the amazing thing happens is we're able to achieve beyond our capabilities. 
or less. <laughs> and there's always a lesson. I, I think lessons I did. Somehow when I, I read the Bhagavatam, I have to catch on to one thing that gets me going. And somehow, for some reason, uh, it, it's rare, but it's happened. But okay, let's see if I can just read it and you'll actually enjoy it. By chance, I came across a book of Chinese proverbs. Out of curiosity, I began thumbing through the pages and wound up reading the whole thing. I'm glad I did. A quote by Francis Bacon in the introduction says it all. The genius, wit, and spirit of a nation are discovering proverbs. Here are a few of my favorites with short personal comments on each. I may even make more comments. Chinese proverbs. Only one who can swallow an insult is a man. Commentary. A real man is one who has the strength of humility to control the false ego, which especially gets stirred when one is insulted. Not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. Here's a very important one. This is, I, I found that these were very, very profound. This one is, is um, real practical and something that I experience. Do everything at the right time and one day will seem like three. To do everything at the right time means to be thoughtfully regulated in one's activities. Making appointments with oneself helps to inoculate one from the intrusion of other less essential demands made by our mind and by others. So much can be accomplished when one does this. For example, if one wants to increase, wants, wants to maintain or increase one's chanting, then one should chant every day at a prescribed time. Every three rounds will seem like one. I'm, I'm chant I have a lot of time. I say I don't work, don't have family. It's, it, it's uh, lockdown, quarantine, et cetera. So I chant a lot. And it's just like a fact. Because I, I, I mentioned that with taste, you get taste from attention because it, you, it, perception is based on attention. Um, so that taste comes and I give an example like, uh, this is not the commentary here, like a, a um, magnifying glass, it can burn a paper, but only if it's focused, it's effect. So the effect comes from that. And what regulation means is that you can practice because practice means concentration without interruption over the proper time and engendering the and you and engendering the proper mood, which is not even possible unless you do that. And then there's taste that come, and then you can become focused, and then you don't feel the the oppression of time. You don't feel the oppression of time when you live in the moment. You feel the oppression in, in, in time if 
um, Brahmabhuta Prasanatma, the Sochati, the Kanchati, when you're hankering and lamenting, lamenting about the past or hankering when my, my rounds will be finished, it somehow you, you, the time stops. So when you have regulation, it means you've reserved the time for the person. It's just like when you're having a, 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 an important meeting with someone and you have your cell phone and you keep on answering it, there won't be, you won't have a fruitful relationship. You won't have a fruitful exchange. So this is really a key, a key. And, and that's the whole purpose of worship. They have asana, you sit at a place and that place signifies that this is for God. And then I mentioned the asana becomes upasana. Upa means to near. You sit near. It means your consciousness sits near God when you reserve your time for that activity. But in anything, it's so productive. You look at Bhaktivinoda Thakur, the, the father in, uh, of Prabhupada's guru and a guru in our, our parampara, his schedule was amazing. It was so regulated. He accomplished so much and had 11 children and was a district judge. We actually, we actually um, are productive to a, 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 a small degree of our capacity generally. Anyway, that's good. Here's another one that's a gem. Patience and one minute of anger can prevent 100 days of sorrow. I'll read it again. Patience and one minute of anger can prevent 100 days of sorrow. Too much of life is wasted in dealing with problems that one has brought upon oneself by reacting impulsively. In other words, too much of what we are dealing with is self-created and could be avoided if we had more self-discipline and thoughtfulness. I was talking to someone recently who felt he was betrayed. And he thought about it very carefully. And he says, I'm just going to let it go. Because I don't want to absorb my mind in it. And once you respond, then you have to respond to the response. And if you're impulsive, um, then passion leads to misery. And, and, and my own experience in managing in India for 20 years, I think I had at that time, there was no person who managed in India as long as I did. So much it, 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 it is, is created of our, 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 our duties. So many are, are self-created by the way we respond to things improperly. And, and that means both impulsively and then we have to figure out for our mistakes or not effectively that can inspire people. So uh, that's important. I love the next one too. There are two kinds of perfect people, those who are dead and those who have not been born yet. The only way not to make mistakes, my commentary is to do nothing. If we sincerely endeavor to improve ourselves, 
Even if we sometimes falter, there's no reason to feel guilty. Yeah, it, it's, I, I just thought about this also that I, I explained to you in my morning meditation, and now actually very nice here, we have a Mongol Artik at 8.15, which is great for me. I get to do a lot of chanting and deity worship. And, and when we chant the samsara prayers, on every couplet, I think of a god brother or god sister who passed away. And I meditate on them chanting, their mood of chanting. I meditate on Prabhupada. Uh, I meditate myself doing Artik. And I meditate on their mood for Prabhupada. And I see their glories. Different types of people. Just like there's different shapes of metal. I gave this example before. If you put them in fire, they all become heat and light. They become the same, but not really. So there's a constant of, of, of inspiration and devotion uh, that is such a beautiful thing. But when people are living, we generally don't see the inspired side as much as we see the ordinary dealings which may just be cultural. It just may be a person is a different culture and does things a different way. Or there's a small part of that person's false ego that conflicts with our false ego. And we see that as the whole person. That's another big mistake. I've actually seen that one time somebody made a mistake and he really was destitute and needed help. And I called up Tamal Krishnamaraj. And I said, you know, I want like to collect some money for this person. He's destitute. He said, oh, great. I said, do you know what he did? And then he mentioned the person's name. He says, yes, but that's not the whole person. So generally people's faults or weaknesses are not the whole person. And I see the psychology is when they die, we don't think of the faults, we think of the inspiration they have. And when they're living often, not everybody, we think of the faults and not the inspiration. So a lot of wisdom. To be fond of learning is to be near knowledge. Our present knowledge is limited by our present frame of reference. There is so much more to know than we can presently understand just by our perception. Therefore, in terms of nearing knowledge, without eagerness to learn from a teacher an authoritative source, one is doomed either to be stuck where one is or to learn very slowly. At every point in our existence, by psychology, we are convinced that we see reality. And if we're actually in a path of self-realization, a path of self-improvement, every year we should be at a higher level of perception and look back and see what was lacking in our vision that had to be corrected by the faults we made and the reactions to them. 
And therefore, at this present moment, we shouldn't fall into the same misconception that now I see everything properly. But we should understand that we have a limited frame of reference. And, and those who actually have knowledge and we have faith in can exponentially increase our vision of reality. And contentment is very much based on perception. The more you see what is truly there, the more fulfilled and happy you'll be. So to be fond of learning is to be near knowledge. If you're fond of learning, you should be fond of teachers. Another gem. Only by learning do we discover how ignorant we are. Only by learning a subject can we understand the subject's depth, especially spiritual subjects. For example, God is infinite. Thus, the more we learn and realize about the expanse of God's glories, the more we discover how much more there is to know. So, yeah, you know, knowledge should not make us proud. Real knowledge should be like fruits on a tree that make the tree bend. And really, we were discussing this this morning, uh, the same point, why someone who has love of Godhead becomes humble. Because when you see reality, you can understand your relative position. Or a clean glass of water, you can see every step. People who are really clean, any little spot of dirt becomes noticed. So, you know, people who are clean, they can understand how dirty they are. <laughs> and people who are cluttered and everything, they can't understand. This is a very essential one. For those of you who are unfortunate to be on Facebook and to be caught on threads of discussion. Better to argue with a wise man than prattle with a fool. Next time you engage with or even follow just a Facebook thread, keep this advice in mind. I think one of the problems of Facebook is that it gives a platform of authority to people who are not authorities. We're in a proper culture to have a platform you actually have to be generally recognized of worthy of the seat. Okay, another one. To know a person, another person is not to know the person's face, but to know the person's heart. This is so essential on the path of bhakti. It's so essential because why is our abhideya tattva, our means of realizing the absolute truth, bhakti? It's not gan because the absolute truth is a person. 
And you can only know a person to the extent a person gives themselves to you. And a person will give themselves to you or reveal their heart to you only to the extent that you love them. And they'll only know that, that, that you love them to the extent that you serve them. So you want to realize the absolute truth or realize any person. You can't just look at them. You have to love them. And I was thinking how many times I made judgment about a person just by seeing them and then felt foolish when I got to know them. My commentary, the most substantial part of any person, which is one's nature as a friend, parent or lover is revealed to a person only by those who love him or her. It can never be seen by perception or analysis alone. Similarly, God can be known only when he becomes inspired to give himself in reciprocation with one's devotion. Sri Krishna describes this principle in Bhagavad Gita. To those who are constantly devoted and worship me with love, I give the understanding by which they can come to me. Every one of these is a gem. Learning is like rowing upstream. To not advance is to fall back. Commentary. If one is not steady in one's commitment in spiritual life, one will not gain the strength to move forward. Enthusiasm wanes for any endeavor in which one does not feel progress. And I've seen it. I've seen with people who don't try to move forward. They inevitably distance themselves. Okay, everyone, I just picked out some of them, but only distance tests the strength of horses. Only time reveals the hearts of men, of a man, of man. Many people at the beginning of their spiritual life practice at a level beyond their qualification due to their initial fervor. But as their motive is not pure, they often become slack in their progress, practices. The real test of one's devotion is when one steadily executes their service for many years, despite the challenges that come over time. We should very much respect those devotees who, after decades of facing life's natural ups and downs, are still steadily engaged in humble service. You sometimes see a pajari in a temple or a person just the same service year in and year out. And you have to admire them. This one is absolutely essential for the American consumer culture. I was angered for I had no shoes. Then I met a man who had, who had no feet. This is a, a proverb way of saying what's said in the Yoga Sutras that the key to happiness is santosh, enough. I, I see 
how the tendency in America is always to spend to your level of income. And therefore, a person is at a lower income and a higher income. They all seem to be in the same amount of debt. I admire in my family the training my grandfather gave to my mother that absolute rule, 10% got saved. It's also one of the principles of success mentioned in the law of success by Napoleon Hill, which is actually quite a great inspirational book about the principles of people who became successful. This is great. I love them all. To know the road ahead, ask those coming back. This is other, it's such a principle of bhakti. One of the six qualities that enhance bhakti is sadhu vritti, to follow in the footsteps of previous acharyas. It is described that the footsteps of a sadhu are like so many lighthouses that can help one cross an infinite ocean. So to know the road back, ask those coming back, those who've achieved that, that type of, of success. And it's also good to have mentors or guides, I think, that one could also relate to. For example, um, I think it's nice that Mother Rukmini is at the Bhakti Center because she's crossed the ocean of material existence in a woman's body. And therefore, she can guide those people who have similar circumstance or, or, or whatever. Wow. This, they're all, I don't know, it, it really, uh, I love them. A smile will gain you 10 more years of life. Many studies show that the single most important factor for physical health is not exercise or even diet, although they are certainly important. The single most important element necessary for a long life is the quality and amount of the good relationships one has. It is the key because it is the foundation of happiness and quote, a smile will gain you 10 more years, 10 more years of life. Um, yeah, there was a, a happiness study done by Harvard University. I, I told this many times, we're in 1940 or something or 45 or somewhere around there. They had 400 people and they followed their lives and then they can see who is most satisfied, who is most healthy, who is most successful. And then they can look back based on their study and see what the causes were. So they were surprised when it came to the healthiest people. Yes, diet was a factor, exercise was a factor, but the single most important factor was the amount of quality relationships they had. A smile will gain you 10 more years of life. A book holds a house of gold. The most valuable things we possess are life realizations for only by seeing the truth everywhere can one be happy. 
realization comes by applying what we have heard from books of knowledge, a book of true knowledge thus contains the greatest treasure. Everything is about realizations, the ability to see the truth. And that comes from our experience, our, re our response to our experience, and the guidance we have while responding to those experiences. That gives us fruits of realization that bring us to a higher level of consciousness. And it's only our level of consciousness and not the things we have that makes us happy. I'm not reading all of them. You'll have to buy the book. When drinking water, remember its source. There's some things written on the subject of, of devotion that I don't read, even though they seem intellectually and aesthetically stimulating because I doubt the character of the source. Whatever a person shares with you carries his or her heart. If a person's convictions are jaded by an agenda, those misconceptions and feelings are subtly transferred into his or her writing. So it's not just the intellectual stimulation, it's the level of the person's consciousness. I was just thinking, during my puja on Saturday, I listened to Briyat Bhagavatamrita by Naranjan Swami. Because I have so much faith in his purity and, con and conceptions. He's quite learned also, but there are that are much more learned, but I don't have that same faith. So, um, and you know, as you advance more and more and more, you become more sensitive. I, I, I have a friend that's very deep in his internal meditations and his, he's so sensitive to what he reads. Because it's all about your heart and your convictions. And I think like this, drinking water, remember its source. Um, it also means that when we, we should be indebted. We should be indebted to, to those who've worked to give us the things that we have. We should be indebted. Yeah. Everything we have, we should be indebted. A cultured person is grateful. We see that in the Govardhan Lila. Nanda Maharaj is worshiping the demigods. Of course, Krishna is showing that he's the ultimate source. But besides the fact, it's just the culture. We are getting food. It's not dependent on us. It's dependent on something higher. Let us offer some sacrifice. Nayam lokas kutanya There's no happiness in this life or the next without sacrifice. Gratitude. Wow. I'm only reading one. Can you imagine the whole book? Okay. 
Don't believe you will ever reach the destination without leaving the shore. I see this with writing every single week when I write Monday morning greetings. When I start, I do not know how I can finish and come out with the quality of writing that I feel the standard I've set. But I move forward. One way to write, if you want to, you have anything you want to write, and you have write it, write one sentence a day. And it's a whole thing with writing. I find a lot of the writing is done in the mind. A lot of the writing may be, you know, when you take a shower. <laughs> a lot is done in the mind. But if you don't keep that continuity, anyway, you got to move from the shore. You got to take your initiative. And you'll never reach the destination unless you do. I don't have time to comment on all my favorites, so I, I will list the last few. Listening well is as powerful as speaking well, and it's also essential to a true conversation. Disease enters through the mouth. Disaster leaves from it. Useless as a youth, useless as a man. Learning that doesn't daily increase will decrease. He who teaches for a day is my father for life. Life is but a journey. Death is returning home. Now to my favorite part of this one post called Brooklyn Proverbs. Did you know that there were Brooklyn Proverbs? I didn't know either. I couldn't find any. <laughs> But I found one, and I'll share that with you. I don't know how much you will appreciate it as much as myself and Jayanta will appreciate it. Jayanta Das. Uh, give your congratulations and blessings to our Sangha mem member, Jan, who took initiation from His Holiness Kadambakanana Swami yesterday and got the name Jayantadas. Okay, I did manage to find one Brooklyn proverb. I have to admit, I put this in the title to make the article more attractive to read, but now I am forced to come up with at least one Brooklyn proverb. I can think of only one, but it's quite revealing about the culture I grew up in. If anyone can guess, after I say the proverb, who is the author of it? Put it in a note. We'll have a little fun today. Okay, you ready? Brooklyn proverb, nice guys finish last. No one knows? Jamuna Jaya, you're wrong. It's not Yogi Berra, although I will write a Monday morning greetings about his proverbs. The one I like about Yogi Berra is when you get to the fork in the road, take it. Leo de Rocher. Who, who said that? Jayanta Dasa. <laughs> I knew you'd be the only one that knows it. <laughs> it's by Leo de Rocher. Uh, who, uh, <laughs> anybody know his nickname? Leo the Lip de Rocher. Okay. He was the manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Um, he had 
absolutely the worst character in the world. And therefore, he came up with this proverb. I was similarly trained when I was young in a different one. The proverb word, if you don't put your weight to the top, you won't get ahead. We'll leave that for another one. So actually, um, I'm going to get a little plug for my, my book. I, you know, it, it's different from just reading the Monday morning reading. You have the book and, and just, I, it's, it's different. And I'm looking at ones and I don't remember them. Um, I don't remember them. And I'm reading them. I, I, I just read... Uh, on the other day, uh, a Fifth Amendment solution. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, a Fifth Commandment solution to the Second Amendment problem. Okay. Anybody like to share a reflection on something they? I have my copy, Mirage. <laughs> Thank you. Everything was, there's so many, so many points, but um, I, I really um, loved what you said about, and you mentioned it before, you have a meditation about your God brothers and, and such like that to think about the, those that are coming back. And it made me think, I, I like oftentimes to look at the uh, Darshan at, at, at Temple in Mayapur, and there's this one fellow, he, it was the same Pujari, always a Mangalarti, and he's sort of old and hunched over. And I, my meditation is him so often. And there was one time I tuned in, he wasn't there. And I was so worried about him being the pandemic, but then he was back the next day. And I, when you were speaking about that, because I, I look at him and I'm like, please let me one day have the amount of devotion. It's clear that he has, and who knows how long he's been there. So I love that notion of, of meditating on, on, on those who have, like, as you said, seen and come back to share it with us. So, so thank you. Let me put a couple of links to the book. I just want to give one other plug. I, I, um, actually, I, I gave it when Vindavan Das came. Uh, he had a, a disciple, he has a fiance. Um, and they came to visit me and they got one book. And then uh, she mentioned how her father is just reading it every day. And uh, that gave me satisfaction that I think that the, the book is really accessible for people with just a broad um, amount of. of sincerity and open-mindedness. Another example was Narmasaki. She can't get the book where she is. It can't go to her country. Her sister ordered the book. She has her sister read it to her over the phone. Now her sister's become attracted to the message. Okay, anybody else have a, a favorite a, 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 a reflection of the class today? Uh, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Yeah. Um, first, I want to congratulate Jianta Das. Uh-oh. Did you hear me? I think my, my battery's dying. But I want to congratulate Jianta Das. Con congratulations and welcome. Um, and of course, I love the saying, a smile will get you 10 more years. <laughs> love that. <laughs> give the reference to the study that's done on it. It's fascinating. Yes, I would love to see it.
Thank you. Okay. Okay. Uh, check my health. And okay. Yes. Okay. I'm doing pretty good, but I'm cheating a bit. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing you. Okay. Anybody else? Yep. I don't know if everybody else is having the same trouble hearing you now as I am. Yeah, now I don't hear you at all. Oh, I thought it was just me. No, it's not just you. But you heard the regular class, right? Yes, yes, that was clear. Okay, now it's more difficult, right? Well, right now as you're speaking, is okay. Okay, but generally it was okay, right? No, it was perfect during the class. Okay, so it's corrected again. Okay. A little bit, yeah, but you are soft. You are soft. Rati anyway. Told, I put my book on top of the computer and I ruined <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my, my favorite thing was, um, you know, you have to know somebody's heart in order to know the person. You can't just, otherwise you just know them superficially. You, you can't so, yeah. By the face, you have to understand by heart. Yes, good. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody else? Just like to say hello? Yes. And congratulations, Jayanta Babu. Who is that? That was still me. <laughs> Anybody else like to say hello? Hi, Krishna Guru Maharaj. Narmasaki here. Oh. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Say hello. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Hey, great. You don't have a meeting. Good. Maharaj, so patience in one minute of anger can prevent us years of sorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm also learning. I'm also learning. Whenever you touch the poison of management. Thank you for the class and congratulations, Jayanti. Okay, good. Okay. Very good. I feel thank you. Haribo. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Totagopinath here. Kishori Radha and Priya. Haribo. Good. Hare Krishna. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Love your big session today. Okay. When I come to Cali, Colombia, I'll have to bring one of the books. Yes. It's not easy to, to bring one here, but we'll find a way. Eventually, Thank you. It was lovely. Quarantine will go and I'll be able to come. And then you could read the Proverbs to your daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Look forward to Thank you so much. I hope you keep safe, keep well. I'll try to, I'll be very safe. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Anybody else? Hey, Krishna Garage, Logavinda. I liked uh, when you said um, pain is not the problem, but the source of the pain is the problem. Right. Yeah. I, like uh, that. I, I, I thought knowing your father, you would yeah. have wanted. Leo DeRosha. 
He's not from Brooklyn, is he? I know Hoboken. So. Uh, I mean, same, same. <laughs> that's just as high. <laughs> that's just as high. <laughs> yeah, but he would like that you did talk about Napoleon Hill. So he was the Napoleon Hill man. Was he? Oh, yeah. What, whatever you can conceive, you believe, and then you achieve. That's what I've heard my whole life. <laughs> so. <laughs> a good book. Okay, thank yeah. you. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Thank you. Anyone you remember? You know, I thought I was going to kind of mangle it when I got it back to you. That's why I paused. But when you were talking about sort of like the way I interpreted it was sort of each, each year looking back, right? You look at the reactions and sort of like in order to learn and move forward, the things that happened and the reactions to them in order to, to like learn and, and advance. Right, right. I don't know which one that is. Thank you. I know, see, I know I mangled it. It was sort of, that's how it sat in my head afterwards. All right. Anybody else? Okay, we're gonna end for today. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of like that nice guys finish last. <laughs> okay, all right, Bo. Oh, Rati also put, um, a link if anybody still doesn't get a book and uh, they're good if you know people that you think would appreciate some what I wrote okay thank you